Father, we bless you and we thank you for the opportunity to be together to share thy word. Thank you for the service and thank you for this. You are with us. Thank you, dear Lord of God, for Chris and for all those ones who have ministered unto us right from the very beginning of this service. We bless you for the worship team. We bless you, dear Lord of God, for the testimonies. We bless you for the communion, oh dear Lord of God. We bless you, mighty shepherd, as we thank you, dear God, for the ministry of uh, reading the scripture and in intercessory prayer. And we receive all this with thanksgiving as we bless you, dear Lord God, for all the way that you've continued to watch over us and to provide for us. Let that word which has come through unto us from the very beginning, even in the worship, Lord, let each and every word find a good soil in each one of us that it will sprout and bring forth fruit in abundance for the glory of your name. And as we finalize with the sharing of what you've laid upon my heart, may our hearts also be prepared to receive that which you have got in store for us, even in the sharing of your word, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, to, for a moment, we, I would just like to look at the aspect or the thought of having oil in your vessel. Have oil in your vessel. That is, as you serve God, or as you live for God, as you walk in your fellowship and in your journey with the Lord Jesus Christ, the desire of the Father and the desire of the Lord Jesus Christ is that you may have oil in your vessel. And the oil of God, as the scripture puts it, is basically the Spirit of God. And He desires you and I to have the Spirit, that is His oil, at all times, moment by moment, flowing in us for the glory of His name. Now, let us look at Matthew chapter 25, verse 1 and 4. It is a passage that we know very well. The word of God says, Then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins, who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Now five of them were wise, and five were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. Now, you know that story is a story that we have heard, you have heard, I'm sure, over and over again. That is of the ten virgins, the five wise, and the five foolish. You know how it follows. Finally, the bridegroom arrives, at a, maybe it was at midnight or in the, in the midnight hour. And that's the time they have been waiting for so long that they started to sleep. And at the time when the bridegroom arrives, they start preparing their lamps so that they may be able to go to meet the bridegroom. It will appear that without the lamp shining, you will, maybe they will not be able to know the way to be able to get to the bridegroom. Or maybe without the lamp shining, the bridegroom will not be able to identify where they are and hence be able to come unto them. The issue or the, and the important thing was that they had to have oil. So they start preparing themselves and we, you know the story. So five find finally they don't have any oil, although they had the lamps, and their lamps was, were not functioning. So they are left aside. They try to plead with their colleagues, give us some oil. Unfortunately, it was not possible to get any oil from their colleagues. They are told to go to buy their own. And the bridegroom arrives. He takes only the five who have got their lamps burning because the oil, they, they had oil for, for their lamps. And they go in, into the bride chamber. Unfortunately, the others come later, whichever time they came, 
And they knock and knock and knock, and the bridegroom tells them, who are you? I don't have a clue of who you are. Now, in normal life, we know very well that you or those ones who are driving, and even those ones who don't drive, a vehicle or a plane or any particular machine that moves, that we use for travel, it is useless for travel if it has no fuel. If there's no fuel, the vehicle will just stand there as a, you know, as a decoration. It's of no use. You can sit in it, but it will not take you anywhere. And every machine that works, or that works only if it has, the, every machine rather works only if it has the right fuel in it, whether it's electricity or whatever it is. The story tells us, as we have read there, the foolish ones took their lamps, but they took no oil with them as they went out on the tasks that they had to accomplish as they were waited for their bridegroom. The wise, we are told, took oil in their vessels with their lamps. Now, one thing made the difference between these particular virgins. I want you to realize it is not the oil that made the difference for the, for the, for the virgins. Of course, it, well, it's one of the differences. They have those who had oil and those who didn't have oil. But the one thing that made the difference between these ten virgins was one. Wisdom. Five were wise. Five were foolish. Now it will appear that, you know, wisdom was the main thing that, you know, was moving, making the difference, you know, separating these particular two, these particular two groups of brides. All of them had qualified to be brides. But at the end of the, of the day, only five discovered they were actually the true brides. The other ones were fake brides. So they missed the moment with their, 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 their person. Now, if you look at why am I saying wisdom is very, it, it, it was the main thing. Now, I want you to meditate on that particular aspect that wisdom was the principal thing. I will read just something very briefly from the book of Proverbs. That is in Proverbs chapter 8, from verse 12. If you note it down, you can read it later, from verse 12 to verse 31. Remember, wisdom was the thing that made the difference. And the wisdom, that wisdom will make the difference between you and somebody else as you journey on this particular journey with the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't want you and I don't want myself to be found to be foolish. In your relationship with the Lord, make sure that God grants you grace to have wisdom in your life. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, for the glory of God. Hear what he says in verse 12. I, wisdom, here is wisdom speaking. I dwell with prudence and find out knowledge and discretion. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. Pride and arrogance and the evil way and the perverse mouth I hate. Counsel is mine and sound wisdom. I am understanding. I have strength. That is wisdom speaking. By me, kings reign and rulers decree, decree justice. By me, princes rule and nobles, all, uh, and nobles and all judges of the earth. I love those who love me. And those who seek me diligently will find me. Riches and honor are with me, says wisdom. 
enduring riches and righteousness. My fruit is better than gold, yes, than fine gold, and my revenue than choice silver. That is wisdom speaking. I traverse the way of righteousness in the midst of the paths of justice, that I may cause those who love me to inherit wealth, that I may fill their treasuries. The Lord, now listen to this, the Lord possessed me at the beginning of his way. That's wisdom speaking. Before his works of old, I have been established from everlasting, from the beginning, before there was ever an earth, the earth that Chris has been talking here about. When there were no depths, I was brought forth. That is when there was no ocean, I was brought, I was brought forth. When there was no fountains abounding with waters, before the mountains were settled, before the hills, I was brought forth. While as yet he had not made the earth or the fields or the primal dust of the world. When he prepared the heavens, I was there, says wisdom. When he drew the circle on the face of the deep, when he established the crowds above, when he established the fountains of the deep, when he assigned the sea its limits so that the waters will not transgress his command, when he marked out the foundations of the earth, then I was beside him as a master craftsman, and I was daily his delight, rejoicing always before him. Rejoicing in his inhabited world. Now listen to this. And my delight was with the sons of men. The delight of wisdom is with you. Is with you. Is with me. Wisdom that is. Now wisdom is basically about, one of the personifications of the spirit of God. And also the personification of our Lord Jesus Christ. There's a place where the Bible says, Jesus unto us, uh, unto God, he is our wisdom. There is, Jesus is a very strange person. He is all things. He encompasses all things. He is the word of God. He is wisdom. And he is whatever it is that you may think about. Now, in the story that we read, five possessed wisdom. And the other five had none, no wisdom in them. Now realize, wisdom instructs the one who possesses it to obtain, the resolve, uh, to obtain and to resolve oil in their vessel. If you don't have wisdom, you will not obtain and you will not resolve oil in your vessel. And that's what God is looking for in each one of us. That he may, he says, because as you have read that story, the lamp without oil is useless. And take note of that. The lamp without oil is useless. Now, so as to be able to see their Lord, that is the five, the, the ten brides, each bride had to have oil in their lamp. Otherwise, they will not be able to see him, and he in turn will not be able to see or recognize them. They had to have their lamp, uh, you know, a, a, a flame. They had to have their lamp burning. That is, oil there made all the difference. Now, regardless of their much preparation, as you will expect any bride 
or preparing herself waiting for the bridegroom regardless of all their preparations and working and you know and you know keeping the vigil the long wait if the lamp was not burning at the arrival of the bridegroom or if there was no oil in the lamp it turned out that their labor was useless now oil in the scriptures have said a stands mainly for the spirit of god now listen what he says in Proverbs chapter 20 verse 27. The Bible says, The spirit of man, and I would say also the spirit of the woman, the spirit of man or woman is the lamp of the Lord, searching all the inner depths of his or her heart. Now, your spirit and my spirit, the Bible says, is the lamp of the Lord, and it searches every aspect of us. I want you to ask myself as I ask myself, is there oil in my spirit? Is there oil in your spirit? That is, is there oil in my lamp and is there oil in your lamp? Why? So that it may be able to enable the Lord to see and to recognize what is in my heart and what is in your heart. Remember what the proverb has told us, that our spirit is the lamp of the Lord, searching all the inner depths of each one of our hearts. If uh, there is no oil in our spirit, it means the Lord cannot see any work or cannot recognize anything in that particular, in that particular house that is in me. If my spirit doesn't have the oil, then woe, woe is me, because then there is no way he's able to see the inner bits and the inner aspects of me. My service is useless before him, because it is a service that is being done in the dark. And that's what I want to communicate to each one of us, what the Lord wants to communicate to each one of us. As you serve the Lord in this place, or wherever it is that you serve, let this be the cry of your heart every day in and out. Father, fill me with your spirit. Let your spirit, you know, flow and overflow in me. Let me not just work aimlessly or serve aimlessly in this place. As I serve the Holy Communion, Father, let me be serving because the Spirit is moving me to serve my brothers and my sisters, the Holy Communion. When I do my refreshments there, let me serve these refreshments because what? The Spirit is moving me to be able to serve. Not to be able just to impress people in one way or another. When I'm preaching, when I'm testifying, when I'm doing the PA or the visual, when I'm leading worship or I'm singing or I'm playing the piano or whatever it is that I am doing, I'm welcoming people. When I'm serving in the cafe, whatever it is that I'm laying on my hands to do, when I'm ministering to my children, to my husband, to my wife, whatever I am doing, oh, that the Spirit of God may be the one that is moving me. I'm not doing it simply because of duty. Remember, he says, whatever you do somewhere in, in is it Corinthians, yeah, whatever you do, Corinthians or, or, yeah, Corinthians or Colossians, whatever you do, do it unto the glory of God. Everything. That even when you go jogging, go jogging unto the glory of God. You are not just going jogging to keep fit. The Bible says everything you do, even when you are eating, you are eating it unto the glory of God. Let that mindset be in your spirit, all for the glory of God. He delights in everything about you. Let me tell you something. 
Every moment you look at you, you know, it, it, it sparks joy within his heart. Even how you are eating. He, he, you know, he is just, you know, he, he zooms in. He loves to watch you. He lie, delights in you. L- listen to what he says there. My delight was with the sons of men and with the daughters of men. I add there, praise the Lord, because that sons of men means it's all of us. His delight is with you. And so as he looks at you, my brother, my sister, in your service, as you serve Hope Community Church or Hope Community, or you serve outside there, I want you to serve with that particular thing pumping in your spirit. Let me be doing this in the spirit. Even when you wash your plate in the kitchen, don't wash your plate. Mama told me to wash. Papa told me to wash. No, 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 no. Go washing. Oh, my husband has left me to do all this alone. Or my wife has left me to do all this alone. No. Go do the do it with a smile on your face. Father, I'm washing this all for your glory in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Even when it is hovering, when you are hovering and you are feeling so, so, so tired, you are hovering around the house. Hover unto the glory of God. Let me tell you something. There's something very interesting. About the Lord Jesus, whatsoever you do, do it as an act of worship. It's not just when you're preaching out there that you are serving God. You are a witness for him in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Ask yourself that one aspect. Is, is there oil in my lamp that as the Father looks, he's able to recognize what I'm doing is for his glory? That as the father looks, he's able to recognize my thoughts are for his glory. Is his spirit at work in me, lighting up my every thought, lighting up my every word, lighting up my every deed, so that the Lord can identify himself with me. He can identify me and identify the service that I I provide. Because on that last day, ask yourself, Will he be able to say to me, well done, good and faithful servant? Praise God. I'm hoping that that will be the case for you and that will be the case for me. Well done, good and faithful servant. Remember the word that Jesus said, you can write it down. In, in, in John chapter 15 verse 5, I am the vine and you are the branches. He that abides in me and I in him. The same brings forth much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. I want you to take note there. Without me you can do nothing. In other words, his spirit must continually flow in you and in me to give us relevance. If his spirit is not at work in us or in our service, we don't have any relevance. People can praise me and say, oh, Pastor Paul is preaching so wonderfully well. If the spirit is not at work in me, then I bear no relevance before the throne of grace and before the throne of God. Everything that you do, my brother, my sister, let it be. Because my vessel is useless by itself. Your vessel is useless by itself. Let us cry that let the spirit of wisdom rest upon each one of us. That we shall know how to be able to tap the oil of the, of the Lord. Which is the oil of the spirit. Again, it's the same spirit of wisdom. Who is this very, very oil that God wants us to have. My service and your service bears no relevance without love. And what is love? Paul said, if I serve and do everything that I want to do. 
without love. I'm like a clanging symbol. You know, I, I, we used to have the drums here. And uh, soon we shall have the electric ones here, but uh, 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 the, the ones that are usually here, you know, the, you know the symbols, the round things. If you beat it, it just you just touch it slightly. It makes so much noise, and you know, it gets into your into your ear. So uh, 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 proper. And say when we serve without love, we are we are like those sounding symbols, you know, just making clanging in my in my in my, in my when I when I came from there, you to say you are like a drum that you know beating like a drum without water, you know, just making an unnecessary noise up and uh, uh, up and down. So our service, or your service and my service, bears no relevance without love. What that, that means, it is bears no relevance re relevance if there is no spirit in it. Because love is the fruit of the Spirit. So if we don't have the Spirit in us, that means our service is useless before the Lord. That is, and I pray that may, may we not waste our life toiling for nothing. I pray that and I pray for myself. May we not waste our life toiling for nothing. Yokes are only broken when the Spirit is poured upon you and upon me. Habits or things that are in our lives that are holding us down. They will only be broken if that oil is at work in us. And remember what he said in John 8, 29. How may I always please him? The Bible tells us where we read in Proverbs. I was daily his delight. There is one person who knows how to delight the heart of the father. That is the spirit of wisdom. And that is the spirit of Jesus. Jesus somewhere says in John 8, 29, the Father is always with me because I always do what pleases him. And the Father himself testifies at some point, say, this is my beloved one in whom I am well pleased. He's the only one that the Father ever says that about. Why? Because he, he bore the wisdom, the oil of the Spirit was continually bubbling through his ears, his eyes everywhere, all for the glory of God. Now, we'll read the scriptures as we draw to a close. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 5 to 9. You can read verse, 3, verse 5 to 6. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 5 to 6. The Bible says, Not that we are sufficient of ourselves. In the service that we provide, in everything that we do, we are not sufficient of ourselves. I don't preach because I went to Bible school. No. You don't give a testimony because that you are so smart in being able to give testimonies. No. The Bible says, not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think of anything as being from ourselves. But our sufficiency is from God, who also made us sufficient as ministers of the new covenant. Whatever you do in the body of Christ, you have been made able to do it by the Spirit of God. Not because you learned to do it. No, we don't learn to do it. It is the Spirit who moves us to be able to do it for the glory of God. He says he has made us sufficient as ministers of the new covenant, not of the letter. That is not of what we have worked out by ourselves, but of the Spirit. For the spirit, for the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. When we do it because I want to impress, I murder you. But when the spirit moves you, you become a blessing in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray that may your service, and may my service to the Lord, 
be a work that is orchestrated by the Spirit, not by our own selves. Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 1 and 2, read later. I will stand upon my watch and set me upon the tower and will watch to see what he will say unto me and what I shall answer when I am reproved. And the Lord answered me and said, write the vision and make it plain upon tables, uh, your tables that he may run th that reads it. Habakkuk says, I will stand upon my watch. I will stand upon my post. Why? To wait so that I will not speak my own words. I will not give my own counsel. I will not serve in my own style. I will stand upon my watch. I will wait on him so that the spirit will move me to be able to do the will of God in Jesus' name. What God is doing in your life and in my life is a witness to others to help them escape. That's why he wants you to stand on your post, stand upon the tower, waiting, and you know, always being sensitive to what he is saying and doing, that when you come to serve up at the Holy Communion, or you welcome somebody there, or, or you go even to greet somebody, to tell somebody, oh, the Lord bless you. It is a move that is being moved you by the grace of God, by the love and the joy of God. And it will be a witness to others. It will help somebody to escape. May you, oh, my brother, my sister, be in the place where whatever is happening in your life, will be a witness to somebody. The Bible says, you know, I will, I will hear what he will tell me. So and then he tells, he says, write it on tablets. Let that tablet be your heart. Write it right there that as people look at you, they are able to discover, oh, he has escaped. Let me also escape. I can run for my life because he's running from that way to that way. Let me also go, go where he's going because he's heading towards life. She's heading towards life. Be the one that others will be redeemed because they look on you and they wait to see what is happening in your life. Let your service be for the glory of God. May the Spirit of God find an easy and clear way to express himself in you and in me for the glory of God. And read this scripture again, 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14 and 16. He says, Now thanks be to God, who always leads us in triumph in Christ, and through us, he diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. He diffuses that fragrance of his knowledge in every place as you pass, if you have not done anything, but your life itself, it releases the witness. It releases the evidence of what the glory of God is doing in that particular life. He says in every place, For we are to God the fragrance of Christ among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. To the one we are an aroma of death leading to death. And to the other an aroma of life leading to life. And who is sufficient for these things? We can't be sufficient ourselves. Only the Spirit makes us to be sufficient. And finally tells us in Romans chapter 8 verse 16. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit. That we are the children of God. It is the work of the Spirit. And it remains the work of the Spirit. So as you lead here, whatever you do, let it be 
a work of the Spirit in Jesus' name. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we bless you. You have called us to yourself to be yours. And then, Lord God, you are the one who is working again in us. Not we working by ourselves, but you are working in us both to will and to do for your good pleasure. I pray for each man and each woman that is here. Those ones who have acknowledged you as Lord and Savior, may you grant your wisdom to rest upon them. That they will reserve oil, obtain oil every day. The oil of God will go on filling their lives and overflowing. If there are those ones in our midst who have not known you, oh God, let them not be like those foolish virgins who had their vessels. They could be seen everywhere. They have their vessel, they have a lamp, they appear before God, but yet you didn't recognize them. May they receive your spirit. May they receive your son in their lives and acknowledge Jesus as their Lord and Savior for the glory of God in Jesus' name.